1: To the Andrea Kay show, she's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Ooh,
2: ooh, 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 ooh. Little C and W feel there. On that uh, bumper music, bringing us into hour two of tonight's Andrew K show on this Hump Day edition. Uh, you know, what's the food for Hump Day? I don't know, because it's like we got Taco Tuesday in New Orleans, Louisiana. Mondays are red beans and rice. Um, I'm not really sure, uh, what Wednesday we need to, we need to designate. Y'all let me know, email me, dot com. If you've got like a Wednesday hump day food, what, what, what's a good food to get you over the hump for me? I could eat a cheeseburger every day. I think I think a cheeseburger is good hump day food. I want to know what you guys think. dot com. because I always love to hear from y'all, no matter what you want to tell me about. If you missed last hour, download the podcast wherever you get your pods. We had Congressman Andy Biggs on. He talked about the border, the impeachment vote, the Senate border deal. We talked about RNC, Ronna McDaniel, what's going on with there. We talked about Nikki Haley's, Great humiliation. It was even in Nevada, which is even worse than the humiliation of her cringe appearance in Saturday Night Live. So, we had a great hour. You're going to want to hear it if you missed out on it. And you're also going to want to stick around this hour. We're actually going to kick off the hour with a little crazy, a little crazy coming out of Dalton, Illinois. And then we're going to take it back to NYC with some crazy going on there. But before I get into those topics, let's get crazy with a little side dish I like to call DJ Sesame. Broccolini. I love me some sesame bro- 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 broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon, bro- bro- like a dungeon dragon, high heat sesame.
1: broccolini.
0: <laughs> I'm a little bummed out, just a little bit, that you didn't know that Wednesday is for wings. Wednesday has always been for wings. W- wings? Yeah, Buffalo you mean wings. Like it's Buffalo, Buffalo Wing, Wing Wednesday. Says who? says every buffalo wing place (laughs) in America. I
2: had no idea. Like that's really a thing on hump day? No.
0: Oh, it's a thing.
2: Is it really? Okay. See, that's why I keep you around because you're full of all kinds of information. I had no idea. Uh, I will tell you, I'm not a huge buffalo wing person. Um, You know, there's too little meat on wings for me. I don't eat skin. I used to eat skin uh, chicken, fried chicken skin, when I was a kid. When I ate at KFC, because I loved me some eighteen herbs and spices, right, or eleven herbs and spices. Um, but I actually prefer fried chicken strips um, without the skins. And you know, hot wing sauce is really just Tabasco sauce and butter. It's it's to me, it doesn't have enough layers of flavor. I like lots of herbs and spices, so I'm not the biggest buff. And you end up looking like you know. A, ronald mcdonald with a bunch of red around your mouth <laughs> from the hot wing sauce so i just don't understand this whole wing uh this whole wing fascination can you can you make it make sense for me my dude
0: uh it is one of the most perfect bar foods one can possibly imagine um the the, the crispy fried skin uh just delectable uh-huh. um it's it's not enough meat you, you want it so you can so you there's more room for more wings that's the idea less is more here mm. less is more when it comes okay. to the perfect you, chicken wing. Yeah.
2: But there's well, a, a, but also this.
0: just really quick. Let me let me just. Yeah. Because you're right. The, the standard buffalo sauce is kind of bland, but there are many different sauces. So you, and okay. you brighten your heart, there, there's many different things on the horizon. Not just not just one sauce. Okay.
2: All right. Now, are you one of the people that takes the um, not the little wing part, but the uh, the drumette part? Are you are you one of these people that puts the whole thing in your mouth and then just no. the bone comes no. out? No. no. Cause no. that's a little cringe for me.
0: It is. It's a little. I. I. Yeah. No. 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 I don't like that. Yeah. No.
2: Yeah. That. And. And. By the way, I, my dudes.
0: I eat my wings like a civilized. You know. Thank you. I come from a society. There. There are rules. Yeah. You can't just do whatever you want.
2: <laughs> you're not an animal. Okay. <laughs> just because you eat chicken wings doesn't mean you're an animal. <laughs> so I'm with you there. What do you guys think? Email me andrewkaysho.com. Are you like a Wings Wednesday kind of person, or is there something else you eat on Wednesdays? Um, you know, it's gotten to where there's a hashtag. Every day is every day is some kind of food day. And today, international pizza day, international of this day. I don't know. It's hard to keep track. Um, uh, every day is a day that we get to make fun of of elected officials. And they just continue to give us so much uh, to laugh about. Uh, I don't know where Dalton, Illinois is, but I'm so grateful for this mayor because she's trending today because evidently the board of directors dared to ask her why she was using taxpayer funds on lavish trips and staying in like four-star hotels from the ATL to the NYC and when they dared to ask her about this here was her response today assess me if you can play the second clip in the stack Y'all should be ashamed of yourself. Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be shamed. Y'all should be ashamed (laughs) of yourselves. (laughs) Y'all black. I'm a black woman in power. Okay, here's the problem for her, though. Well, there's many problems with that, as though black is like a a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Did somebody elect her under the guise that because of her skin color, she got to, like, you know, uh, abuse taxpayer money? Is, is, Is that her argument? Hashtag black privilege. And oh, by the way, every one of the supervisors from the Board of Supervisors calling her out is black. I guess that was her point. They weren't having it. Here's what they had to say today. It's the first in the stack.
1: Considers herself something of a crusader, but one who's clearly annoyed by questions from a rebellious group of Dalton trustees who are in a standoff with her over spending.
0: At the end of the day, vendors are not being paid. Board approved it. The vendors are not being paid.
2: How about you be a good leader, bring our peace to the forefront. So not just us, but the residents and everybody else in America know how the money is being spent.
1: WGN Investigates has cataloged yeah. tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent on trips, meals, and more by yeah. Tiffany Henyard and her allies in Dalton and on the Thornton Township Board, where she's the supervisor. Township credit card records show Henyard and other officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. So were the accommodations. In Atlanta, Henyard and her team stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel, costing taxpayers more than $9,000. In New York, the bill came to $13,000. Henyard has refused to explain this specific purpose of the trips or why they travel in such style
2: yeah (laughs) wow what a gig sesame broccolini a little going off on a toot to new york city for 13 grand nine thousand dollars to go down to atlanta she visiting them housewives down there she trying to get on the real housewives of the atl is that what's going on let's play her response again when they dared to question her let's play that again Y'all should be shamed of y'all self. Y'all black, y'all are black and y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be shamed. Okay. Yeah. Shame to you black people for daring to hold me accountable because black people, evidently it's, you know, black people don't expect anybody to do their job. What this is, you know, I guess she subscribes to the same people who think expecting you to be on time is, is, you know, white supremacy, Because every black person just shows up late everywhere they go. I mean, this is just absolute insanity. You got to, you know, but you know, you got to applaud her chutzpah, though, in a sense. I mean, you know, when you're backed into a corner, what are you going to do, right? (laughs) Your
0: thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll give her that. She's not going to go down easy. Uh, she's putting up a fight, which makes things much more interesting. (laughs) So fair enough. But, yeah, look, it's just its ridiculous. I'm so tired of the race card. I have zero empathy for that at all. And I don't know what it is, but there's this trend lately with some other people in positions of power, public servants who are embezzling taxpayer dollars for things like fancy iPads and flying around first class. Give me a break. I mean, just no respect. Low blow. But,
2: You know, at at least if she had said, look, you know, why can't I do at the local level what they're doing in D.C.? Mm -hmm. We got Congress people (laughs) going on these trips around the world with their delegations, taking trips over, looking at the pyramids. Why can't I take a trip to Atlanta? You know what? If she had said that, I might have been like, well, well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) not bad, not terrible logic, I guess, like in a weird way.
2: Well, yeah. Uh, you know, but you know, no, she had to go, yo, we're black. What are you doing coming after a, I'm a black woman in power. You know, Uh, I mean, you know, it's like a bad skit out of a, out of a seventies movie, but let's go back to DC, uh, to New York city because, uh, uh, it, uh, Mayor Eric Adams. Now I'm trying to, I got to find the article. I got all besides myself here, and I can't find it. Over in New York, Mayor Eric Adams was holding some kind of meeting today. And he actually was saying that he asked all of his, I think it was his city council meetings to stand up. So he asked him to stand up, and he's introducing them all. And he's like, this is so-and-so here, and this is so-and-so here. And he's like, have you ever seen this much chocolate? Lead in the city of New York. He goes, This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. He said, You're trying to figure out why they is hating on me? Then he goes on to quote Matthew as though he's Jesus in the in the Matthew scripture where he turns over the table. I mean, it's absolute insanity. I wish I had the clip to, to play for you guys. I'm just reading a transcript. Um uh, salty Texan said, "Uh, this bigot is a mental case. <laughs> 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 he is a mental case, okay? Because everybody in New York City, what went viral this week? The illegal aliens flipping off this country, because and they were let out on bail when you got the the, the young man Penny who had a hundred thousand dollar bail for trying to save people from getting a, a killed by a homeless person." Yeah, uh, you know that the, uh, that's why Eric Adams is getting hate and getting hate by his own residents, the, his own citizens in New York City, as he has uh, uh, allowed these migrants and these illegal aliens to commit crimes all over the place, take over schools while kids get sent home, take over hospitals, hotels. Yeah, that's why they're hating on him. It's got nothing to do with his skin color. And you're absolutely right, Sesame. People are so sick and tired of the race car. Come up with a better argument because you know what? Uh, this this this, you know, you Chevy ain't moving off the lot. All right. We're moving off of this segment. We're going to take a break. And we come back. We've uh, we've got more to share with you guys. So don't you go anywhere coming up a little bit later. We've got Brian Festa um, from We the Patriots USA is going to be here to talk about lawsuits that he's filed against the government, including uh, on behalf of the residents in East Palestine, Ohio. Stick around.
1: A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K., whatever you call her. She's on the answer, San Diego. Mm
2: -mm -mm -mm. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show, hour two on this hump day edition. Glad to have you all along with us for the ride getting over the hump. Uh, Have they gotten over the hump in East Palestine, Ohio, uh, given the toxic train derailment going on there? the government might have led them to believe they were going to be okay and cuz you know our government loves to lie to the people particularly when it's related to health matters uh, has joe biden shown up yet has he, has he has he gone has he gone there yet um you know given the fact that he wore a hard hat backwards at, an, <laughs> at some manufacturing plant last week i expected him to show up in east palestine ohio with a gas mask backwards looking for a little kid to sniff. Um, but it's hard to make jokes about a situation like this. And not just because I have family members in Ohio, but because of, of what has been done to this community and to the families and the children there. And joining me now to discuss is Brian Festa. He's a civil rights attorney who, along with his business partner, founded the nonprofit organization We the Patriots USA to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. Um, they have filed lawsuits. Uh, oh, by the, I see he's also a Navy veteran. Y'all know that I love the military. I love our our patriotic, patriotic veterans, and uh, their organization has filed uh, some lawsuits all across the United States and have been involved in a lot of litigation uh, in in the fight to preserve our medical and our religious freedoms. And he joins me now. Hey, Brian, welcome to the Andrea K Show.
3: Thanks for having me, and It's great to be here.
2: Well, thank you. And I saw today that you had some reports of the possible lying to uh, the citizens of East Palestine, at least the EPA, lying about the toxins there. And I have to confess, I haven't really followed this story as closely because it's like shock and awe, you know. We had we had yeah. that happen, and then we had the Maui wildfires, and you know uh, the the border invasion. I mean, it's like you never know which way to turn between all the ways uh, that this country is being devastated. Um, and I did see reports that the initial train derailment was obviously a toxic disaster. Then I heard reports that the attempts to burn it off. Um, actually made things even worse. So catch us up with since then what does what the toxin situation is there and and whether or not the EPA has lied to the citizens.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, you summarized it perfectly. There, isn't it interesting how it's just been one thing after another. And that's by design, Andrea, that, you know, we're mm-hmm. we're too distracted because by the time we we haven't even had time to process one disaster, the news cycle's over and we're on to the next one. But, you know, it's not over for the good people of East Palestine, Ohio, who are still to this day living with the aftereffects one year later it's been just over a year. So February 3rd this past weekend marked the one year anniversary of the train derailment there. And they are still reporting, from my understanding, side effects, um, you know, skin problems, rashes, stomach issues. Um, Right after it happened, it was clear these people were poisoned. They were throwing up. Their animals were throwing up. They had burning in their throats and in their noses. They couldn't even breathe the air because it was such a strong chemical smell. There were uh, benzenes in the air. There were dioxins. This was concealed by the U.S. government. The United States... EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, as it's Mm -hmm. called, the so-called Environmental Protection Agency, I should say, along with the Ohio EPA and Governor DeWine, lied to the people there. That is our contention in our uh, complaint that we filed, our federal lawsuit that we filed just mere days after this happened. And we allege in that petition, which you can read at WeThePatriotsUSA.org that they lied to the people on the ground, they lied to the American public and the media, and that people are poisoned. And in my opinion, this is going to sound like hyperbole, but it's not. In my opinion, this is the worst, worst chemical disaster on American soil in our lifetimes, if not ever, because it didn't just affect the people living in that one town in Ohio, in East Palestine. It affected anyone who was downriver, downstream, downwind. Mm-hmm. And that extended to the Northeast. I had friends and family. I'm originally from New England. Our company's based out in Idaho now, so that's where I am. But I'm originally from New England. I had family in Connecticut and friends who had sludge coming down from the sky. But after it rained, they had this sludge. They had to scrape off their cars just a mere mm. week or two after this happened in East Palestine.
2: Well, yeah, it's not like there's some, you know, walls up in the sky to contain uh, this this toxic cloud. And, you know, uh, the Biden administration has done everything that they could to hide this from the American people. It's one of the reason why he, reasons why he hasn't gone there. And in, instead, you know, little flunky Buttigieg went there whose you know claim to fame was being mayor of you know upper butt cheek, you know, Indiana. And you know, uh, you know, of course I, I have no doubt that they've lied. Uh, either by, you know, uh, you know, um, directly or through omission and not telling the truth. Uh, we have no idea how many people are going to be going to lose their lives in the form of cancer or, or any other diseases that are going to come their way. And, you know, they I don't know what can be done for them. You filed this lawsuit about a year ago. Where are you at in the discovery process? And what are you hoping to get from the government in terms of informations, and, and therefore, what can, are you hoping to gain for the citizens in order for so, help?
3: So, uh, yeah, so this is the only lawsuit that's been filed in the entire country against wow. the government, the U.S. government and the state of Ohio. Every other lawsuit has gone after the money, right, because Norfolk Southern is where they're going to get the money, the, the billion-dollar or multi-billion-dollar judgments, and those are important, of course. But we need to hold the government accountable. We cannot give the government a free pass. Generally, government officials have what's called uh, qualified immunity. States have what's called sovereign immunity. But you can pierce that immunity if some exceptions are met. And so in this case, uh, we are operating under the theory of a state-created danger um, in violation of the 14th Amendment. So the Sixth Circuit, which Ohio is a part of, like most circuits, uh, recognizes a state-created danger doctrine that if the state has done something to create a hazard itself, it can itself be liable to the people. So there could be significant money damages in this lawsuit, but that's not why we filed it. We filed it because our organization, if you look at the lawsuits we do, anyone who wants to hop over to we the WeThePatriotsUSA.org, whether it's vaccine mandates, whether it's medical kidnapping cases, they're very often against the government, against state actors who are violating someone's rights, whether it's religious freedom, mm-hmm. First Amendment, Second Amendment, and in this case, your right to be healthy, to be free from toxins in your air, your water, your soil, all around you. You should be able to step outside your house and breathe clean air. You know the the absolute um, absurdity of what happened in the immediate aftermath of this disaster is that officials were telling people it's perfectly safe to drink the water and breathe the air don't even have to put a cloth face mask on, right? Wow. But yet during right. covid, everyone had to <laughs> yeah. mask even though we now yeah. know that did nothing.
2: Right. Yeah. It it's it's absurd and and if we're going to have an EPA, then they need to do their jobs or at the very least we need to dismantle them. I'm old enough to remember I'm seeing images in my mind of, you know, was it the Colorado River that it had, I don't even remember now what the chemical waste spill was in the Colorado River. I think Jimmy Carter is the one who gave us the EPA. Uh, it's just, it's a waste of, of our money. They're not doing anything to protect us. And now it seems as though they're just flat out lying. Is it true that that the burn made things worse when they burned off the chemicals? And was that by design, do you think, in well, order to try <laughs> to cover up evidence? <laughs>
3: I'm gonna get myself in trouble, but um, I, I'm no stranger to that. So let's go. <laughs> I, I think okay. I think there probably was an intentionality aspect. Um, there are some that have posited that, and this is conspiracy theory stuff. I don't have evidence for it, but there, uh, there's been these kinds of disasters all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. Whether you mentioned Maui or or even places like this that are very rural areas that may have resources that the government wants to seize and so Mm -hmm. get everybody out of the area so that the government can take the land. I I don't have any evidence of that, so we're not going to go there. But what I will say um, is that they've been slow-walking this. And ever since we filed this lawsuit, they've been back on their heels. Um, They started (laughs) saying—they originally said um, that Norfolk Southern had agreed to this, had agreed to this controlled burn. After we filed the lawsuit, within, I think, a month, uh, they issued a press release saying, oh, no, 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 it was— the EPA told us to to do this, and they started pointing fingers at each other. No, it was Norfolk Southern's idea. No, it was EPA's idea. Um, mm-hmm. And because they don't want to be held accountable because they know that now that we filed this lawsuit, it's going to come out in discovery. So they've been right. – you asked where it was in discovery. They've been slow walking this, filing motions mm-hmm. for continuances and uh, postponements, delays. Uh, we should have had a hearing six months ago, quite frankly, yeah. but we still haven't had our hearing in the district court. We're waiting for a scheduling order from the court, but the lawsuit obviously is still ongoing, uh, but nothing major has happened with it yet, and I'm glad it's coming back into the news a year later and it's getting more media attention. Uh, You're not the first one that's asked me about it, even just today. Um, So we definitely have to continue to shine a spotlight Mm -hmm. for the people of East Palestine and, quite frankly, for all Americans so that we have true transparency in government.
2: Yeah. And, you know, if they're going to, you know, if they're responsible in any way uh, for toxic, uh, uh, this isn't my my comfort zone to talk about this, but, you know, if if people are going to be poisoned, in such a manner, and in any way involves the government, the government needs to be held accountable for that. I'm tired of hearing that, you know, if if you get poisoned with an injection, then big pharma, you know, has immunity for that. That's absolutely insane. Um, so that, that uh, you know, to me, I'll just leave it with this. Here's, here's who I am. I think Fauci is the greatest serial killer, is the, the planet's largest serial killer, and he's killed millions through not just the injections, but the denials of proven treatments uh, for the American people. So um, I don't have a whole lot of trust in the government, but I'm grateful for you and for your organization and for the efforts that you're making to get to the truth and to try to hold the government accountable. And I hope you come back and give us updates on the case. Tell everybody one more time how they can get information and support your organization.
3: Yes, thank you. Absolutely. I will keep in touch and give you those updates. Anyone who wants information on this case and all of our other legal work, can go to We the Patriots, that's Patriots plural, We the Patriots USA.org. We the Patriots USA.org. We do um, uh, seek donations because we are a uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization. So tax deductible donations can be made on that website to support this legal effort and so many others because we exist to stand up for the people that can't defend themselves, people that really don't have the means mm-hmm. to defend themselves, Andrea. We have—we uh, don't charge any client fees. All of the work we do is pro bono, and it's supported solely through the donations of our generous supporters. So we really appreciate that. And um, you can look at all the other stuff we're doing. You we talked about Fauci. We have a lot of vaccine litigation. We actually have a, a really big case at the United States Supreme Court right now where the mm-hmm. U.S. Supreme Court has just ordered the state of Connecticut to respond, which is a pretty rare uh, uh, event uh, in our case mm-hmm. to restore religious exemptions to childhood vaccinations in schools because they were taken away in Connecticut. So that's at the United States Supreme Court. If we get a hearing on that, that's going to be a landmark medical and religious freedom case.
2: Absolutely, for sure. Well, God bless you. And thank you so much. And we'll have you back real soon for updates on all of your work. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, stick around. We're going to, and we're going to make sure I'm going to post all of their information on the social so that you know exactly where to go. And uh, stick around because we got more to talk about when we come back from the break. This is the Andrea K show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world.
1: Andrea K, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I think I mentioned in last hour talking about Ronna mate Daniel. I'm not sure if I mentioned this or not. Somebody suggested that after she resigned. <laughs> <laughs> that she repurpose her name and come back as Ronna Mcdonald uh and like do the do, <laughs> for McDonald's <laughs> I love that idea. Um they might need some help because they're uh, apparently their sh- their shares um have tumbled after the McDonald's execs uh came out with um some new pricing, evidently. Um, they, I don't know where this is. I don't eat at McDonald's, by the way. If I do go through McDonald's, it's to get a Diet Coke or something. I literally have never liked McDonald's burgers. Wouldn't eat them as a kid. Y'all know that I'm not a fast food burger kid. Their fries are fine if they're fresh. If they've been sitting around under a heat lamp, then nothing's good after it's been sitting around in a heat lamp. But apparently they've announced, um, price increases due to inflation and it includes $18 for a Big Mac meal. I have never eaten a Big Mac in my life, and I certainly wouldn't at $18. Your thoughts, Sesame?
0: Yeah, here's the thing fast food hamburgers, even from McDonald's, it's worth it if it's a few bucks, five, six, seven dollars for a hamburger, 10 bucks or something for a combo. You get north of ten bucks. It's like, all right, we're getting greedy, but maybe there's tax. But still, I mean, twelve dollars, fifteen. This is just this is just madness. It's just not worth it. It really no go to the store, do something else. Meal delivery service like that. That's that's restaurant level kind of pricing. That's that's crazy for a fast it food hamburger.
2: That's yeah. that's nuts. And the, and one of the reasons why I've never eaten a Big Mac in my life is because it's mostly bread. You look at this thing and it's bun. Little tiny little, you know, flat little meat with some lettuce and then a huge chunk of bun, then another little. It's like, where's the, remember the old, you're too young, the old Burger King commercial, where's the beef? There's not any beef in this thing. There's no meat in that. There used to be in Pacific Beach, a fast food place called Backyard Burgers, little independent place, real hand formed burgers at the drive through, real cheddar cheese. Now that was a fast food burger that you might be might be worth upwards of $10 for today. But $18 for a Big Mac, I don't know what they're smoking at the McDonald's. I I, you know, uh executive offices back where, you know, in, in you know, Mickey D, you know, C-suite. Um, but that's absolutely insane. So, um, and that will, that includes a Big Mac burger, a medium beverage, and a medium fry. You don't even get a large fry with that. You don't even get a large beverage. That's just absolutely crazy. And that's up from the, the most expensive it was in 2018. When Trump was in office, it was $10. No, it's up $10. It was $8 when Trump was in office. And now it's $18. $10 increase. And that's another another thing point to remember there is that when you hear numbers like, inflation is it three point something percent or eight percent now don't believe that they don't include gas and food in their inflation numbers that's a that's that is um a, a, a double it's it the price has has more than doubled that's what 225 percent, 250 percent increase this is where we're at uh that's just in, in crazy um I don't know if this is, uh, uh, you know, I consider it economic news, Um, but I don't know if you also heard that uh, the Biden administration has declared Martha's Vineyard as a low-income community so that they can qualify for tax breaks on electric vehicles, Sesame. Martha's Vineyard.
0: That is just some of the shadiest, most mafioso thing I've ever, I mean, wow, just- just wow! Is
2: that Not, that's criminal? That that's is absolutely
0: well, criminal. Well, it's it's just very clear with any any kind of you know Biden's been very clear about it. But you see all the, all these corrupt regimes around the world. One thing's true: you punish your enemies, you reward your friends and your buddies. It I don't know, call it a bribe, call it whatever, call it a kickback, quid pro quo. Whatever's going on here is just so shady, a betrayal. Once again, our leader doesn't care about us; just cares about making his making sure his buddies are doing good.
2: Um, Yeah. If you're you're truly right, if you're really a low income person in in any low income true low income community, you need to you need to pay attention to this story because he's spitting in your face. This is all about the elites. This is what the youth and it's going to get far worse when they if, if they ever get communism over in this country, the wage gap, the income, the wealth gap between the elites and the peasants. Is going to start looking more like you think it's the third world country now. You think you think the wage gap or the, or the wealth gap is is big now? Wait till it gets even worse. This should tell you exactly what the plan is. That your peasants and economically, their plan to destroy uh, you know the life for for the average American is going to get worse. When they say as a part of the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset Plan, the One World Order, that you'll own nothing and be happy, that's for you peasants out there. That's not for the elites. They're going to have their estates on Martha's Vineyard. They're going to have their compounds. They're going to have their... Uh, private jets, they're going to have their cars and and they're going to be gas powered or and or electric, whatever they feel like. And they're going to be free to roam about and travel around the world and be be free to decide what to do with their bodies and get the best health care and whether or not they get the injection while the rest of you little peasants are on a digital ID and you're being forced to eat lab grown meat and ride a bicycle to the grocery store with a backpack to get your rations of lab grown meat and larva butter. That's where we're going in this country. We've got an election this year. Choose wisely. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Got a sickening story uh, from the Alphabet Mafia to share with you guys. So don't go anywhere.
1: Andrea K, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Remember I was telling you I was going to try to make a note every day to... Do, a, do some story that uh, is inspirational, a nominee for Hero of the Week. And I got a story that is disturbing, but it's also uplifting for me because one of my heroes uh, is Bethany Hamilton. And um, she uh, rose uh, to fame, if you will, uh, she, as a young girl who had her arm bitten off by a tiger shark off of uh, surfing off of Hawaii. And there was a movie made about her called Soul Surfer. Sesame, did you ever see that movie? I did. It's been a while, but I did see that movie. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it it was surprising to me to hear that uh, the movie... I I wasn't surprised to hear that the movie makers tried to minimize the Christianity, the faith of her family in the movie, uh, but I was surprised that Helen Hunt actually agreed to play... Uh, her mother, because uh, this was a, a family and a, and a story of Christianity and faith. And, um and, and so I've continued to to watch her surfing career uh, since then. In fact, um, you know, people who know me well know that I have loved big wave surfing since I was a kid. And I watch a lot of big wave surfing. My bucket list is to go to Nazareth and uh when there is um one of the january is usually when they have the hundred foot waves at Nazareth. and uh, bethany hamilton actually did a netflix documentary a couple of years ago where she actually went around and did big big wave surfing with one arm and i'm talking she um if you know jaws Piahe, which was discovered by Laird hamilton Uh, She skied Jaws, she skied Chopu, some of the biggest, baddest, heaviest waves in the world. This woman is fearless and she has retained her faith. She is absolutely a hero of mine. And one of the things, one of the reasons why is because she recently, she has spoken out uh, against transgender biological males competing against women in sports, which recently uh, the World Surf League decided to do, which is absolutely insane, because even the most badass surfer who can surf Chopu, like Bethany Hamilton, is still not going to be able to compete against a Kelly Slater, or um, uh, 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 Kai Lenny, or any of the other um, Chumbo, or any of the other big wave surfers, right? And so she spoke out against it, and she actually um, did a book event at a library with Riley Gaines, uh, she's got a book out with uh, Brave Books and the trans evil, bigoted, disgusting alphabet mafia showed up. And one of them even showed up wearing a shark outfit to mock her for having her arm bitten off by a shark. Sesame Broccolini. Does it get any more foul than that?
0: Uh, it really doesn't. Just the lowest of the low. I. How do you? How do you even justify something like that?
2: You can't. It's despicable. Just, it, they are absolutely despicable. The hatred that's going on in this movement—absolutely.
0: Well, it's at the core of it. It's all built on the hatred, yeah. and it's just—it's. But it's such a visceral hatred that just that, that supersedes everything and transcends everything, and like overrides the ability to just think or to just try to make sense of the world. It's—it's it's really just it, so. It's just gut wrenching. You can feel. It's just—it's just disturbing in so many ways.
2: It is. And, you know, Riley Gaines, uh, who was there with her, and they were there. The event was sponsored by Brave Books for them to share their books, which was about overcoming adversity. Their stories, her story is this young girl. She's now married. I think she just had her third baby. I mean, just talk about being an overcomer. And every girl should be able to hear these stories without having these, uh, you know, psycho, crazy trans activists showing up. Just in, in s- such a despicable way. And if, if you look at the video of her and Riley Gaines at this Missouri library, I mean, these little girls just are just so happy to be visited by these, you know, athletic heroes. And what's going on here is is this community is there's a, a remember in 2012 when the Democrats said there was a war on women. It's by the Republicans. It's a Democrat war on women. This is an attack on women and young girls to try to deny these young girls a chance to hear from these inspirational leaders by this movement that involves biological males destroying their athletic careers for their own sick agenda. It's just absolutely despicable to me. Riley Gaines said, how messed up is this? This protester brought a shark stuffed animal to mock Bethany Bethany Hamilton who lost her arm to a shark. Miserable, insufferable people, but oh so tolerant. Yeah. Yeah. There this movement, um, Fox News says no, no, Riley Gaines went on to say this is the tactic they use time and time again. They want so desperately to mock, intimidate, and threaten those who, do, who they don't agree with into silence, but this was a step too far. I have no words to describe how messed up it is to directly mock Bethany Hamilton and her traumatic experience that cost her her arm by bringing a shark to a children's story hour. Dare I care this? Do I call this protester an ableist? Gaines went on to say, Bethany embodies a strong, courageous woman that is a role model for all, but at the end of the day, I'm glad these activists came out to the Brave Book story hour. They needed to hear the stories read even more than the kids. Um, Brave Book CEO uh, Talbot said, we've seen activists at almost every one of our story hours. Sometimes they're noisy, sometimes they're dressed in drag, but these were downright nasty. He went on to say, the activist who showed up dressed as a shark uh, to target Bethany Hamilton as a terrible person once again, those who claim they are the most tolerant turn out to be the most callous so this is this is the fight that we have uh, and and uh, the the Republican Party needs to step up and fight even harder for the future of this country because we're in a war for its soul. She starred in the movie Soul Surfer, and she continues to fight for the soul of, uh, children and people everywhere. And she is a hero to mine. That's it for us on tonight's show. Thank you, Sesame Broccolini. Thank you to my guest and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Email me com and download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Peace out. See you tomorrow. Keep your head on a swivel.